T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Live, Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57. Uh, we're here at WIP. Of course, WIP goes to AZ, which is brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly Way to Go, as we broadcast live from Radio Row all week. Myself, Marks, and Reese. And um, we'll get back to the phone lines in a few minutes. But first, we've got a special guest with points bet now. Ryan Leaf joined the show, former NFL quarterback. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And uh, it's... Uh, it's pretty cool. Have you? This is my. This is actually my first time at Radio Row. Have you been, ever been here before? Yeah, I've been here the last seven years. Yeah, going through this. So, so tell me how it's changed over there. Because now, now I notice it's called Media Row. You notice that? It's not even just Radio Row anymore. They oh. they've changed it because they have branding. Yeah, well, we have TikTok behind us, so I guess that's uh, that's part of it. But yeah, this this is fun. I mean, it's um it's cool and it brings everyone out this time of year. It does. It's changed. The last one that that I thought was really like normal was pre-covid in miami and it was unbelievably packed people stacked on top of one another as you can see over the years you know people are a little more further spaced out and stuff like that but it's still be you know this is the first super bowl i think that that people are back and all in yep and they're going to be out in droves and and we've seen it this week and it's been a lot of fun i've been here for the last three days doing some work with sirius of course with my nfl radio show but you know today with points bet and uh and kind of getting ready for the game so let's talk about the game. So, Ryan, give me your thoughts on Jalen Hurts, how they've evolved over the years. I'll tell you, I'll be frank. First time I watched him play at Alabama, he was 17 years old. I was like, this guy's not a quarterback. I didn't think he could throw. I mean, he was a, I, I thought he could run, and he had some good attributes. So I was like, he can't throw enough. And then he just got better and better and better. And then I was, I was intrigued when he got to Oklahoma. I was like, he's throwing it better. But still, I wasn't sure. Eagles draft him. And then I just started to become a fan of him. Like, you hear him talk every day. I'm like, there's something about this guy. Uh, so I believed in him, but even I didn't think he'd get this good this quickly. What did you think of him, and how has it evolved? All right, so one of my last uh, assignments for ESPN before COVID hit was uh, I covered the pro day at Oklahoma with uh, C.D. Lamb and uh, Jalen Hurts and talking to all the scouts and uh, all the coaches who were there. Uh, I remember thinking that if there was a team that drafted him, it had to be a team that was in need of a quarterback at some point. I don't care where they draft him, second, third, fourth round, it doesn't matter. They have to have be in need of a quarterback, but they can a, a team with, that's on the verge or like on the fringe with the quarterback is not going to be long for that quarterback to be out the door. And I knew it when Philadelphia picked him up. Carson Wentz was not long for that job because this dude outworks everybody. Uh, he is a leader regardless in that locker room, whether he's the second string guy. He was more popular at at, at Alabama as the backup after Tua took his job than than Tua was, and Tua is one of the nicest guys you ever met in your life. Uh, he just he's going to will himself to it. And the staff sees it, and I, clearly the organization and the, and the city sees it. And what you have is, is a guy that uh, 
uh, I, I think fits the, the identity of Philadelphia, kind of that underdog role that no one expected anything from and rose up. And, and you know, he played incredibly well last year, right? He used his skill set of running the football. They got to the playoffs. They got embarrassed by Tampa, which I think was a huge educational uh, opportunity. And then he went into the offseason and said, okay, i got to improve. i got to get better throwing the football because we, we, we're going to see defenses with eight guys in the box this year. That's right. every single time. So not only did, that, did he go out and do that, the Philly backed him up, and they went out and got A.J. Brown. They made a big draft day trade. You know, and I didn't know if it was going to work. If you go pay a wide receiver a lot of money, that's, that's iffy because you mm-hmm. need a quarterback to get him the football. So what happened this year? Well, guess what? Teams put everybody in the box early in football games, and you got those one-on-one matchups. Now Devontae Smith wasn't being double teamed, right? You had A.J. Brown on the other side, and he was incredibly accurate, incredibly, and they gave him opportunities to throw shots down the field, right? And it's just been so much fun to watch. I love seeing him succeed. I really do, and I'm excited for Sunday for him. I am too, and you said it. his ability to throw the ball down the field with accuracy this year has been amazing. That's been the biggest change, I think, with him. He actually kind of reminds me of a guy that played at the time you did, he reminds me when I watch him of Steve McNair. Like, he, he plays with a toughness at the quarterback position. And not that, I mean, all quarterbacks are tough. You have to be. But, like, the, I almost feel like the Eagles have taken on his, his spirit, like, the, like his leadership. And, and he plays the quarterback position different. I thought Steve McNair played it different. Like, those Titans teams were tough, and I thought McNair was a big reason why. He was. And I remember going up against Steve. In fact, like, it was one of my only, you know, I didn't have many wins uh, as a starter in the NFL. You know, one of them was against Steve McNair and the Tennessee Titans. Well, Titans team at the time so uh, I, I agree with you that's a great comparison a good comp because he can throw the ball uh, he's gotten better at throwing the ball and when he needs to use his legs and it's not like it's not like lightning speed it's, right. it's just getting to where you need to get to kind of like McNair like he yeah he just but he got those first downs and he was physical yep. at, when, at the point of attack when, when things need to happen so yeah I really like that comp that's a good one because you know and now he's got an opportunity just like Steve did to get a championship you know, against a prolific quarterback and Kurt Warner in that end. Right. Now he's going up against Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if uh, he's got the goods to get over the top because there's only been three guys to be able to do it, or really two guys to get, be able to do it over Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Tom Brady twice, once with the Patriots in the AFC Championship, once as the Bucks quarterback, and Joe Burrow. Like, so those are elite quarterbacks right. to get through Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Is Jalen Hurts the next guy? That, that that's able to do that, you know, we'll find out on uh, on Sunday. So when you watch the Eagles' offense, what what makes it so difficult? I mean, early in the season, you mentioned they were bringing the guys up, eight guys in the box, they threw it over their head. It just feels to me like they'll just take, if you give, whatever you give them, they're just going to take it, right? Like, you bring guys up, we'll throw it over your head. You go light, we're just going to pound you with this offense light. It feels like no matter what defenses do, they're in a bad spot. It is, because normally when you're going up against a, a quarterback in the NFL who doesn't threaten you with his legs, you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to account for them. So, therefore, you can utilize and don't have to worry about an, a, an extra gap to protect. Right. All right. So when you have a guy that can run the run pass option, can do the zone read, that means that you have to account for him and there's another gap. And your gap integrity on a defense is incredibly important. So you have to bring down that guy. Okay, if you're going to bring down that guy and try to stop the run, then you set up one-on-one matchups. And now they've added that great wide receiver on the perimeter. So you're going to get one-on-one matchups, and you're going to find matchups where they're deficient against one of their better players. That's why Quez Watkins in some big games has had big games because he, that's just been a matchup problem because of his speed. And so that's been the problem for him. So it, you can't win either way. The difference is he hurt his shoulder, and he, didn't, he isn't the same throwing the football, although I am not of the same mindset that a lot of people are, that he looked off the last few weeks. My thought process was they didn't need to throw the ball. They just dominated the hell out of the yeah. Giants and the 49ers late in the game, right? And it, So they didn't need to use them for that. It wasn't because they didn't want to. 
They just didn't need to, and they ran the ball incredibly well. So the 121 yards passing against the 49ers, I have no concerns over at all. So it, it's hard to win, and Steve Spagnuolo is going to have to figure out a way to get pressure on him, make him into a pocket passer, right? Not a guy who's doing stuff rolling out. And that's really difficult. If you run the football well and utilize him on the perimeter run of the football, it, it's, it's a, a no-win. I think they score a lot of points. Yeah, I think it's a high-scoring game. And I'm, I'm with you on the Niners game. Like, I think they realize second quarter, as long as we don't turn the ball over, we can't lose this game. Yep. Like, just be really careful with the football. But this one they're going to have to score because the other side is Patrick Mahomes. When you watch him, what makes him so great? Because it, it's rare. Usually I feel like in sports media, you, you know this now, when there's someone great at a young age, we nitpick. Like, we look for reasons why. Like, we did this with LeBron James. We we're like, well, yeah, I don't know if he's that great. Obviously he was. Mahomes, it feels like we everyone just together is like, man, he's special. What is it about him that makes him so great? Well, I think he's I think he's pretty darn humble for the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, the guy is like, you know, it's my old line. It's Kelsey. It's my wide receivers and all things. No, Patrick, it's you. <laughs> right. It's you this year because guess what? You lost the fastest guy in the NFL where you guys were able to take deep. The reason you won the first Super Bowl is because he was faster than everybody else and you could outthrow him in that game because that defense did a great job of locking you guys down for three and a half quarters, right? That's the difference. And this year, it was completely different. He had to revamp his game, and Andy Reid put together a great game plan and says, you know what, you're really good at this. You're good at playing quarterback. You just had unbelievable weapons and the ability to do things down the field that no one anticipated you'd be able to do. Well, you can't do that now. We don't have the, the speed on the perimeter, right? We have some interior speed that can get in and out of breaks around the 5- to 10-yard area, so we're going to utilize that stuff. They utilize the running backs different. But Patrick Mahomes evolved. He got better, right? He was more patient. And I think losing Tyreek Hill actually made him a better quarterback, and it's a uh-oh moment for the rest of the league because now they're going to deal with an MVP type who can do anything and be as diverse and multiple uh, more than he ever was in his first four years as a starting quarterback. So the high ankle, have you ever had one? And what do you, like, what do you think he's going to be like Sunday? It's an extra couple of weeks. I and mean, the one thing our callers keep coming and saying, listen, you know, get after him. He can't move. And I'm like, but he gets the ball out quickly too. I mean, I – I understand the idea of the Eagles' pass rush is great, but but he he only got sacked twenty something times this year, and he threw it five hundred something times. So it's not easy to sack him. No, it's not. They get and because of the fact that Tyreek Hill's gone, he does not hold on to the football. And if you watch the the evolution of that game uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals and watch in the first quarter, he goes one two and he finds his check down yep. okay normally he'd go one two and then move around in the pocket maybe try to set something up deeper down the field or get out instead he was going to it and this was told by the coaches to do this now he started to vacate that idea a little bit later going hey if we don't win it's my last game of the season anyway so i'm gonna go full bore and ultimately he started moving around the pocket a little more but in doing that he rolled to his left one time planted his right ankle to throw across his body and it did exactly what a high ankle sprain does you have that tape on it's swelling and it gets tweaked just a little bit. Like just put a little strain on it, and it immediately starts to swell and get stiff, and we saw him hobble around the rest of the game. That's what I anticipate it being the same way. They keep him in the pocket, let him go, one, two, three, get to his back right away before the guys can get to him. But the, the unfortunate thing for them is the Philadelphia Eagles can get to him before he gets to that third guy. That's how good they are. So I would expect probably in the, the first you know 10 or 15 scripted plays, the ball is out of his hand before those guys get – maybe two or three steps to the quarterback. So what they're doing is they're running full blast. You have Reddick, you have Sweat, you have all the guys going hard at the quarterback. All of a sudden the ball's gone. Now they have to turn and run all the way to the sideline to make plays. Doing that back and forth, 
and they're not getting the sacks, they're not getting them to the ground, that adrenaline, everybody going crazy around it. Now it just becomes kind of mundane, and that's where the problem lies. So I expect them to see to get the ball out as quick as possible early in that football game. All right, Ryan, let's end with this. I'm curious your perspective as someone who entered the NFL right before I feel like the passing explosion happened, and it's evolved over time. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the clip. Uh, Trent Dilfer was yeah. talking. Yeah, all right, so you, you know what I'm talking about. He's not as impressed with the quarterbacks today because it seems like it's, quote-unquote, easier what, what's your take on that? Do you think it's better coaching now, more offensive coaching Does it, because of the rules? Like when you watch quarterback play now, are you impressed or do you kind of say, you know what, if you had to come play in the rules that I played in, it would be harder for you to do what you're doing? It would be harder for them. It would be harder for them to – you see many of them sit in that pocket not worried about getting hit. Yeah. They don't have to worry about it. They'll sit there as long as they can. And also, they have no fear about throwing it over the middle because you don't have Rodney Harrison coming across the middle trying to decapitate you. Right. It's not happening. So, yeah, those are, those are a couple things. I understand that. There are variables to it. But if you watch the evolution of the quarterback in this, in this day and age, the run-pass option, the zone read stuff, it's, it is the ball handling. To, all this stuff, it is incredibly difficult. Like great point guards. I go back to college, and when I go speak to college teams, I'm out on the field, and sometimes the coaches say, hey, come on, come on, throw a couple – throw a couple passes here, and, and I try to emulate what the quarterbacks are doing, and it's just, <laughs> right. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I loved being able to drop back seven steps, give me those last five steps to really kind of see what the defense is doing back there, and then go throw the football, right? I mean, this is, you have to make split-second decisions that are much different, especially when you run and run-pass option, and you're throwing right behind a safety or a linebacker coming down. I think it's incredibly difficult. It makes it, it's all about what time you are. I, I don't know what. I don't know what Trent's saying there. I think he just, you know, Trent's kind of a guy that, you know, he, he won a Super Bowl. Um, people give him crap about it, like, you know, and he just he just thinks that, you know, what we did back then was a lot harder. Yeah, every era is different. It evolves. Uh, listen, Ryan, I appreciate you hopping. I know it's been a long day for you, so thank you so much for hopping on. And we'll check you out over at points. What's the name of the podcast? What are you on? Uh, Straight Line with Straight Ryan Leaf. Line. Right, let's go back to the phones here. Let's talk to Matt in Wilmington. What's up, Matt? Joe, what's going on, man? How are you, buddy? What are you thinking? I'm good. Listen, man, I, I'm with you, man. I, I still think, you know, we, we can win this game, but I am I, I am a little nervous, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I mean, I mean, for the people who think that this is going to be a kick walk in the park, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be a much tougher game than, than a lot of people anticipate. I mean, we, we you know, the, the Chiefs just play the Bengals, a great team, and they beat them with Pat Mahomes one leg. On Sunday, this dude is going to have two good legs. We're talking about the best quarterback in football right now, not one of the best, the best. So that's yeah, it's, my only it's going to be the it's the biggest challenge this five years ago. I mean, that, that that's the reality of it. Not, not not that they can't do it, but it's a major challenge. Exactly, and that's, and that's why I'm that's the only reason why I'm nervous is Pat Mahomes. I mean, this guy is on a different level. I mean, Burrow's great. You know, the the dude from the Bills is great. But Mahomes is in a different stratosphere. So uh, I'm just concerned that we can play the best game. The Eagles can play the best their best game. And if Mahomes and he plays his best game, I, I still think we can lose this game. But I think we can win as well. Well, and Matt, it, that's why I think it's a toss-up game. Matt, appreciate the phone call. It feels like we just had Ryan Leaf on, giving his opinion, a 34-31. Boy, that's a high-scoring game, and that would be – I was saying to Ike actually a day, maybe yesterday, the day before, on one of their breaks before I came on, that for as great as this season has been and for as, as impressive as they've been, we haven't had that many dramatic moments within the season. You know, we've had some big plays and, and great highlights, but 
you know, those dramatic moments where it's like a game is on the line, someone's got to make a play. You know, Arizona, they won with Dicker the kicker. Uh, Hertz, you know, brought them back in Indianapolis and ran for the touchdown. Uh, but that, that's kind of it. And they, they've been on the wrong end of a couple dramatic ones against the Cowboys when Minshew could not score at the end. The uh, Minshew interception with Lattimore against the Saints. So there's been some dramatic moments sprinkled in. Um, but for the most part, they haven't had one of those, like, down-the-stretch shootout games, back and forth. I feel like we're headed for it in the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we're on the right side of it. Debbie is in Drexel Hill as we talk confidence versus nervousness. What's up, Debbie? Hey, Joe. How you doing tonight? Debbie, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for making it. What do you, so what do you think? Are you feeling more confident, nervous as the week goes on? Tell me. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm getting more confident as the week goes on. I've been listening to you guys. Ross, Elliot, man, you you guys are all so smart. Um, and I've been hearing, like, player matchups, and the more I'm hearing, the more confident I'm getting in our Eagles. I was already confident, but I'm getting even more confident. I think what you're feeling is what we're all feeling. It's just an anxiety to get it started. Let's get going. We're dying here. It, it, it's one game, you know, and – Anything can happen, and I think that's where the nervousness comes in. Yeah, I think um, you're right, Debbie. I, I think and yeah. I, the two weeks probably is making me more apprehensive too, right? If, if this game was last Sunday, I may not have had time to work myself into yeah, nerves. True, yeah, that, that's, that's different. Yeah, and you're out in Arizona now, right? I am, yes. I'm here in Are Phoenix. Are you digging it? You love oh, it yeah. out there? It's yeah. awesome. I, it's my first time out here. It's, a, it's a definitely a cool city out here in Phoenix. Have you ever been out here? No, I have not. Well, I, I recommend it as someone who uh, I've done a little bit of travel, not that much. Debbie, I appreciate it, but enough to, uh, to be, you know, I was in Houston for the World Series, I will say. And it's not just because right now I'm here and I want them to continue to be nice to me. This is a nicer city. Um, I, I, it, it, they're kind of similar in size, just from my eyes walking around. It, they're they're kind of similar. Um, but this city's just a little bit nicer than uh, when I was uh, down in Houston for the World Series. So I don't mean the people. People were nice in both places. I just mean the, the way the city looks. Um, all right. Let's quickly, before we uh, continue this conversation, quickly do a trust the pregame here as we get ready for Sixers Celtics and a big one. Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 100 years. PGW energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. So a couple of uh, injury uh, pieces of news here that are a big deal for the Sixers tonight. So both a big deal for the Celtics within this game against Sixers. Uh, both Al Horford and Robert Williams are out tonight versus the Sixers. I mean, that, that should clear the runway for a gigantic Joel Embiid game. It, it's interesting. When you look at this matchup, and we've seen it so many times over the years, uh, with Joel and, and, and the Sixers uh, playing the Celtics, I, I think neither team has an answer for the other side's strength. So we know, obviously, Joel Embiid is a Sixers strength, and I, I think – physically he just can dominate the Celtics now mentally they've gotten him in the past I think he's he's passed a lot of those moments now but tonight no Horford excuse me no Horford and no and no Williams big advantage Sixers with Joel Embiid down low but on the other side I, I mean the Sixers had, don't really have the perimeter guys to defend Tatum and Brown I mean they just don't have they don't I mean the Sixers I think are weak on the perimeter defensively we'll see maybe by tomorrow if um if Maury goes and makes a trade to get them some help there you know, their their best players on the perimeter, Harden and Maxi, are not good defensive players. So 
guys like Brown, but especially Tatum, just slice through them. So tonight feels like a, a high-scoring night with the Stars kind of going back and forth. Celtics are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So we will uh, we'll definitely check back in later in the game. But keep an eye on those injuries. Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW energy for all of us. All right. Donnie is up. Donnie is feeling confident. What's up, Donnie? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, Donnie. What are you thinking tonight? I'm thinking it's the five-year anniversary since uh, I was at the link with my family in from Minnetonka, and I made a deal. I said, look, if we win this game, he said, you coming to Minnetonka, you coming to Minnesota? I said, of course. So we won. I was there and clearly had the jitters and all that being in Minnesota, right? But the morning of the game, Joe, I was outside, we were pre-gaming, and a couple of guys, and, and a lot of people know these guys, the new generation, they call the Nelk Boys. The Nelk Boys came up to me, I was smoking a cigarette outside, and I was wearing my Eagles gear. I had my, my scully on, I had my jacket on. They said, hey, you stressing? I said, stressing about what? They said, you stressing about the game, because they were wearing their, their Patriots stuff. So I said, I ain't stressing, I'm taking that trophy back to effing Philly. You know what I mean? And uh, sure enough, they, they, you know, they had me on camera. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. There's 6 million hits, Joe. You wow. can check it out. But, wow. but what I'm telling you, Joe, is that I said I ain't stressing. I wasn't conceited. I was just convinced that we were going to win that game. And I remember when Rob Gronkowski caught that touchdown and they went up 33-32. I got a little nervous, Joe. But we pulled it through. We saw what happened. BG did his thing. We rallied 2017, 2018, and we're going to do it again. I'm going to be in Arizona with you. I'm flying in on Saturday, and uh, and we're going to we're going to take this thing. We're going to Donnie, take number two, baby. Go I love birds. it. See, th- th- your confidence is making me more confident, Donnie. I appreciate. It. I like that. That Donnie's got the utmost confidence. You don't fly into a city. You don't pay for a ticket. And I did. I was reading some stories today about how much people are paying to come out here. You know, between. The ticket prices, the hotels, the flights—I mean, it is—it's a lot. I mean, you know, if you if you have, you want to do it and, and want to do whatever you want. I mean, enjoy yourself. These opportunities don't come around every year, so it, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I—I I, I would have to say I—I I would probably to do that to to you know make the trip, to spend the money, to do the hotel, the flight. I'd have to feel pretty confident. Like I wouldn't want to go out if my team was a 13-point underdog. Obviously, the Eagles were favorites in this game, which some which adds to some confidence there. But yes. The Eagles have had a great season. They are an incredible football team. They've done everything right so far this season. But this is a big this is a big test. It is the biggest test they faced. It's the best quarterback they faced, the best coach they faced. I, I, I you know you guys are helping me. I'm feeling I think I'm moving more towards the confidence as the as the night is going on, but on the scale of confidence versus nervousness, I'm feeling nervous. 215-592-9494. What do you like? More confident or more nervous as the week continues and we move closer and closer to Super Bowl 57. We'll come back. All your phone calls. Elliot's going to hop on live here at Radio Row in a little while. We'll get his take on everything. And his take on Mahomes and Hurts today was it blew me away as he talked about Hurts checking more boxes if you were building a quarterback. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. And we got to yell and scream about Chris Sims because, you know, at some point, at some point, Chris Sims has to let it go. Again today, asked about Jalen Hurts, refuses to acknowledge how good this guy is. You'll hear what Sims had to say next. We can yell about him on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94. WIP Joe Gillio with you live in Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57 as uh, we move closer and closer to Sunday and the game and the Eagles hopefully raising another Lombardi Trophy. Elias Rupar is going to hop in uh, live with me here when he gets back from the Eagles' availability today. Sirianni spoke, Hurts spoke, so we'll ask him about that. He's got a big take on Jalen Hurts versus Mahomes, which the Internet is, uh, is fighting over right now. So we'll get to Elliot coming up in a little bit. Later on the show, Jake Fisher will join us uh, from Yahoo Sports. Uh, does a great job. And uh, Jake's really becoming one of the, the biggest um, – national NBA newsbreakers. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm not, I'm not, I tell him when he hops on, I don't know if he's quite yet Woj or, or Shams, but he breaks a lot of news with trades and, and signings. So we'll, we'll get Jake on coming up at, uh, at 9 to talk about the six or what they might do coming up by tomorrow's trade deadline. Before we get back to the lines here, I, I never will pass up an opportunity to yell about Chris Sims, who I just think, look, as someone who, like, I get what Chris Sims does. I mean, we all, everyone here at WIP, we, our job is to have opinions on what's going on. That, that is our job. Now, he does national stuff. We do local. Um, and I, I get it. Sometimes you have an opinion that is not popular. At one point, I didn't like the Eagles quarterback very much, and it was not popular in this town. I, I had to wear that. It was not fun, but that was my opinion. I, I didn't think Joe, uh, uh, Carson excuse me, was, was good enough. Um, obviously, Chris Sims doesn't think that highly of Jalen Hurts, but here, here's what frustrates me about this. It is one thing to have an opinion on a player. We all have opinions on players. If you're wrong or the, or the player continues to play at a high level, you've got to get off it. And I'll give you ex- just from my perspective, my example. So I started to, you know, I guess, sour on Wentz in 2018. Came back, I didn't think he was right off the knee injury. I, I, I just I didn't see it. It wasn't the same as 17. I started to wonder about what was going on here. And then I thought he played really poorly at the beginning of 19. But you know what? At the end of 19, he, he rallied. They rallied. They made the playoffs. I was positive on him. I, I gave him credit down the stretch of that season because he played well. And then obviously the next year turned into a disaster. But just in that moment, I was like, you know what? Credit to him. He did a good job. He played better than I thought he was going to. And I just ate it. Like, all right, I doubted him. He did it. Good job by him. Eagles were in the playoffs. Not that hard. You don't like, you don't like a player. You doubt him. He plays well. You just say it and you move on. 
And it's just no big deal. It's just an opinion. Chris Sims refuses. He was on John Clark's podcast today here from Radio Row. Here it is again with uh, Chris Sims refusing to really give Jalen Hurts credit. I understand the pocket passing is there, right, but you have to worry about so many other things to play Philadelphia. And, of course, Jalen Hurts is a big part of that, and he capitalizes on all that, and I certainly am not trying to take anything away from that. How would I put this? Playing quarterback for the Eagles right now is set up to be one of the easier quarterback jobs in the sport. I mean, Chris. Yeah, we get it. The Eagles have a lot of talent. There's a lot of good players around Jalen Hurts. But that that in itself, like, that is a, that's a dig at a player because you're basically saying he's not that good, right? Any, any almost any good quarterback could do what Jalen Hurts is doing, and, and I, I think that's wrong. And I, I think we saw when, you know, when Minshew came in, who I think we all would consider a more than capable backup. I mean, some people think he could start. I, I think he's just a, a high-end backup. But the team couldn't win a game. They were terrible. Those two weeks and, and sloppy in the offensive side of the football, it, it takes away from what Jalen, Jalen Hurts is valuable, not just because he has a good team around him. He's valuable because he raises the floor of this offense. It's it's exhausting. This whole th- this whole year with Sims has been exhausting for because for some reason he won't let this go. Like, it, OK, if you don't believe he's as good as Mahomes, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not going to fight you over that or yell over that for, for an hour on the radio show. But. To, to, to bear, say he's not even a top 10 thrower, to, 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 to continue to put, well, the team, it's easy. Like, it's just, it's, it's ways of knocking Hurts down for no reason. Sims, I saw him here earlier, and he's, um, obviously he's having a lot of success in his career, what he does over at NBC. But th- this one thing, this one take, he can't move past it. He's got, got to let it go. 215-592-9494. Rob is in Glen Oldham. My, my guess is, after the conversation I've had with Rob this week, he's going to tell me to relax. It's going to be fine. He's going to express confidence. Let's see if I'm right. Rob's up next. What's up, Rob? Yeah, I'm here, Joe. How you doing, buddy? Good, Rob. What's up? Joe, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you the opposite. Now, I'm only kidding, Joe. Listen. Earlier, I was listening to Joe and John and had Shil Capati on from The Athletic, right? Yep. I don't know if you heard any of it, but he's talking about, and I would play this clip if I'm Sirianni. Like, if you want something to, to get you going or some bulletin board material, She'll supply it. He's like, uh, and these are all facts, though. He's like, Mahomes is number one in the league against the blitz or something. He's number one in the league against this coverage. He's number two against single high safety. Like, he's going through all this stuff. So, basically, it's like you can't win with him no matter what you're going to do. No, you know, no matter what coverage you're going to play against him, he's going to be successful. I put that video or that, that audio up right in the locker room, and I played over and over like, God, we have no shot. Like, like what are we going to do here? We, we can't stop Mahomes. He's unstoppable. You know what I mean? I mean, give me a break. I mean, Joe, oh, my gosh. I, I would have been more worried to face Joe Burrow than Pat Mahomes, okay? With their offense and their defense, I would have been more worried to face Cincinnati than I am Kansas City. Well, Rob, I mean, you, you and I agree on that. I, I didn't want to see Burrow. I didn't want to see the the, the Bengals. No. I mean, obviously, no matter what, they were going to face a top five quarterback. So they were, they, yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely, Joe. I mean, but, and don't get me wrong. He's he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, Mahomes. He's a great quarterback. But Joe, the Eagles are a damn good football team. You know, I mean, all I hear about is. What are we going to do? What's, what are we going to do against Mahomes? Well, what are they going to do against the Eagles? Because as far as I know, Kansas City is okay at running the ball, probably subpar at running the ball. We're damn good at running the ball, and we're damn good at throwing the ball if we need to. I mean, Hurts hasn't had to be great the first two games because one of your calls earlier said he didn't need to be. 
Right. He just didn't need to be. We didn't need him to. to you know what, Joe? We might need to do it in the Super Bowl. And you know what? He's going to be more than capable of doing it. And one other fact, oh, Andy Reid's so good off the bye. Look at Andy Reid's record off of teams he's playing against coming off the bye. Not that good. Well, to, and that. to your point, Rob, that, that I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those things, Rob, I appreciate. I know you're confident. No, Rob's very confident this week. One of the things that's out there this week um, that you'll hear a lot or see a lot between now and Sunday, and, um, you know, there's just hours and hours of content out there, um, and, and hopefully you guys are locked in a WIP uh, for this gigantic week in, in Philadelphia sports history. But and we'll do an, a long pregame show. We've got a lot of fun on Sunday. But one of the things that's out there you're going to hear a lot is Andy Reid off the bye because this is obviously a bye week. But let's also not forget, and we know one of them well, Andy Reid has lost two Super Bowls off the bye, right? Like, yes, I think we need to separate regular season bye weeks versus playoff Super Bowl bye weeks. They're different animals. In the regular season, often, not always, but often, you know, your bye is coming while the other team plays the week before. So it's an inherent advantage, right? The, you, you know, the, whether it be the Eagles or the Chiefs with, with Andy, he's off a bye, and whoever they're playing that, that next week off the bye, you know, whatever, probably played the week before. So there's an inherent advantage of being off the bye that your opponent typically doesn't have. Now, that's not the case this week. Both teams are off the bye. And I, the, the bye thing doesn't worry me this week, you know, with Reed getting the two weeks. That, that's... I'm not worried about that. As far as the the Chiefs have to deal with the Eagles, yes. I mean, that's Rob's, Rob's right. The Chiefs have to deal with the Eagles this week. And I, I have not wavered on this. But, you know, I have kind of waffled between I feel good, I'm nervous, all these emotions about the game. I think this is a high-scoring game. I, I, and Ryan Leaf, that was a great spot, by the way. I'm excited we got to talk to Ryan. Um, great insight from him on the game, on Jalen Hurts, on the quarterbacks. I um, – I haven't waffled at all. I believe this is going to be a high-scoring game. There's a lot. I mean, you have two offenses that are this good. I, I believe the way the NFL is set up now, great offense, really good offense, beats great, really good defense. I just think it does. And, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to get up 40 or the Chiefs are going up 40, but I'd be surprised if this game is played in the low 20s. I, I think we are heading more towards upper 20s or the 30s for this game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Scott isn't King of Prussia. Scott's on WIP. Hey, Scott. Hey, how you doing, Joe? What's up, Scott? Well, uh, I, I like the Eagles' chances. Uh, I do think we're going to win the game. Um, I could see the game going two different ways. I, if the Eagles play their game, um, we should dominate. We can dominate. But – I don't know that it's going to go that way. Um, you know, the, the Mahomes being the X factor, I don't know how hurt that ankle is, but MVPs do MVP things at, at, at uh, just the right time. So I have concerns there. I'm not concerned about Andy Reid um, coaching. I actually think we have a coaching edge with Sirianni over Reid. Um, but I do have concerns about the, the, uh, the Mahomes factor. Well, I mean, how can we not, right? Like, think about his whole career. He has been incredible. And he's been in five years in the NFL. He's been in this game three times already. I mean, this, this is the biggest challenge they have faced in, in, since they played Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl. That's right. And can you imagine, can you imagine the type of story we're going to hear if we, do, if we don't win and the, the kind of legend that's going to be made of, of Mahomes with the hurt ankle and oh, leading I know. his team to victory. Oh, oh I know. my gosh. It, it'll I be nauseating. But no, it, it'll, it'll just be, it'll just make it worse. But, 
you know, I, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to, um, and you know, if the Eagles show, if the Eagles play their game the way they did against the Giants, um, that dominant team that just comes in and just just puts their will on the other people, we'll win and we'll win convincingly. But if it's a close game, like like you're talking about, that I fear that I don't want that. I don't want any parts of that. Well, because you know that's the kind of game, Scott, and and I appreciate the phone call where it could come down to who has the ball last. I mean, that, that wouldn't surprise me. So, um, you know, when, when Ryan was sitting, Ryan Leaf was sitting here and talking to us and, and some great insight, I told him that my comparison for Hertz has been uh, Steve McNair. He, he reminds me of Steve McNair a lot in the way he plays the game, his toughness, physicality. Um, when he runs, he doesn't, you know, I would call Jalen Hurts a blazer, right? He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not, you know, Michael Vick. But he gets yardage. I mean, we watched a guy get 100 yards in a quarter. He, he knows angles, and he knows how to run, physical, all that. So does Steve McNair. And then Ryan brought up that Super Bowl uh, between, you know, McNair and Kurt Warner in 99. And that that game came out to the final play. Remember that, that game, the one yard away from the Titans winning, Rams beat them. That was the Dick Vermeil Super Bowl when Dick won it with the Rams. I, I could see this Super Bowl on Sunday coming down to the final minute. I, I, re, I really can. Can my heart rate, can my, can my blood pressure take it? Probably not. Uh, I probably speak for a lot of you out there who feel the same way. Like, oh, no, I can't handle that. But I think it could. I think we have a very, very close game on Sunday. Lou is up. What's up, Lou? What's up, Joe? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm just thinking it's going to be a, a close game. Um, I, you, you know, your blood pressure is going to be up towards the end because I think – no matter what, um, it's going to be a one-score game. But here's what I think. You know, Jalen Hurts hasn't had really the opportunity to show us his clutchness besides the Colts game maybe. And really, he's 16-1, and but the Washington game was 0% his fault. Even go back to his, you know, Alabama days, his rookie year versus Arizona, he hit a uh, shot to Goddard that could have been caught to tie the game or win the game. Same thing with Rager to the Giants when he played poorly. I'm looking forward to him having the ball at the end of the game to win the game. I think he can do that. And you're right. I don't want Mahomes to have the last possession, but I think Sirianni's good at clock management to not give him that chance. Now I know 13 seconds and whatever versus right. the, the Bills. that's not going to happen, but we haven't faced anyone like Mahomes, but the Chiefs haven't faced a defense like ours, maybe the Bills and they lost. That's, probably the best this year I, yeah you, yeah you're right you're right because we, we were someone because I, I brought it up yesterday no defense has 75 80 sacks so there, there is no defense quite like the eagles yeah my biggest fear and it's an unreasonable fear but maybe this year it's a little bit more reasonable is there some like Funk call at the end of the game that that ruins it. That would just feel that that would hurt more than anything else. If we get beat by Mahomes and he's like otherworldly, and you know I could maybe live with that a little bit for you know a year or two or fifty years. I don't know. I could go to my grave and never forgive like the NFL if some ref ruins the ruins the game. That's my biggest fear. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to win uh, thirty-one twenty-eight. So. That's my prediction, man. I'll see well, you in Arizona, baby. Let's I love go, it, Lou. There yeah. we go, Lou. Love it, Lou. Appreciate it. Lou's uh, always fired up. Always fired up. I, I really like um, 
And it just shows how great this fan base is when we get our callers that are fired up, all into it, and they don't live in Philadelphia anymore. Now, some people move, work, life, you know, things change, and people are more mobile now, I think, than they ever have been, you know, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. You know, first of all, the Odyssey app didn't exist, and you couldn't, I mean, you just couldn't listen uh, to, to WIP if you were in a different city. Now, of course, we have all this great technology that you can listen anywhere to us. But I, I think it's awesome when that passion moves forward, when it's not just, not just, you know, in, in, in within the Delaware Valley, the city of Philadelphia, that you have someone like Lou or a caller ago, a little while ago in Kansas City, all revved up, all fired up about the, uh, the Eagles. That is awesome. Chuck is in Downingtown. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? Good, Chuck. How you feeling? Yeah. Oh, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your uh, on your move to the tenant to the 10 a.m. time slot. Thank you, uh, Chuck. Appreciate that. It's gonna be really nice to have a guy that knows sports and isn't bragging about his bubble pass. <laughs> well, he's a, that guy will be in the morning now, so we have him in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple of days ago, you had a very interesting question, and you made a very compelling argument for. Howie, Howie Roseman being like the most important uh, uh, guy in the in the organization. Yep. And I, I was trying to call in. I couldn't. I couldn't get in. You. That's a great argument. I. 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 I don't want to quibble too much with what you were saying that night, but I do. I never heard anyone bring up uh, Jeff Laurie's name that night. And I want to make I really want to make an argument that he is just as important as Howie. He, if we can just forgive him for the gold standard comment a long time ago, I think he's been an amazing owner, one of the one of the three or four best owners in all of professional sports. Not just because he runs a really great organization. But for all all of the social awareness that he brings to the city, and the, the the fact that he is impatient to be a winner of multiple Super Bowls, he fired the guy that won his only Super Bowl very quickly, and I I love the fact that we have an owner like Jeff Laurie in this city. And I, I wanted to make a case. I think he's every, every bit as important to the Eagles success as how he is. Well, I think you're, you're, you make a great point, Chuck. And the thing he does that he empower, like everything, how he does, he's empowered by Laurie, right? Like how he's yes. not able to do the things and, and how he's very aggressive. And let's just use the Jalen hurts pick, right? You, you don't make that pick unless you are, um, number one, willing to take criticism. Number two, willing to admit maybe, and I don't know if they knew it totally, but maybe they were wrong on Wentz and they, had, they, they decided, you know what, let's not wait a year or two if we're wrong. Let's have a contingency plan in case, in case our fears are, are true and we're wrong on him. And it worked out. Like I feel like other teams, Chuck, other owners, other GMs would say, well, we just signed this guy. We can't be wrong. Or we just signed this guy. Let's not let's not even think that we're wrong. And then, could you imagine, Chuck, if they waited a year or two to, to draft another quarterback? Like, there's no way they're here right now. Yeah. Well, not only that, they really they really wanted to get Wilson or Watson, and they they didn't. They couldn't get those guys. He kind of how he kind of lucked into the Hurts thing. But but however, God bless him. You know, he it was a great pick. It, uh, no one really, no one could have expected this to happen. Maybe he expected this to happen. He was a backup plan. 
he couldn't anticipate her that Wentz was going to tank, you know, just go go into a shell because they 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 drafted Hertz at number two. But you know, you got to give him credit. Both of them, both Lurie and Lurie, for giving Howie the leeway to do that. And Howie for making the pick. Well, Chuck, you're right. And and I and I heard a quote or saw a quote from Larry the other day. And Chuck, I appreciate your phone call. Uh, and I'm excited to start our midday show with, with you coming up. Um, and and we'll see. Maybe a couple weeks. Maybe less than that. Um, you know, we'll see when uh, the parade. If hopefully there is a parade. And, and when Angelo uh, Angelo's final day is uh, sometime maybe the end of next week. We'll see. But very soon, uh, Hugh and I will be doing the midday show. I'm very excited to uh, to get going. But uh, you know, Howie had a quote. Or excuse me, Larry had a quote recently about how. The one thing he doesn't want to be is eight and eight, uh, and I love that. I mean, that that's that's what I want out of an owner. I mean, go bold, swing big. Sometimes, you know, once in a while, are, are the Eagles going to run into a, a bad year once every eight or nine years? They might, and that's okay. I mean, it's not the end of the world because you, you come out of it the other side, and now two years later they're in a Super Bowl. So, I, I think it's really important to to act like that as the owner of a team and empower the GM. Yeah, I mean, Lurie's a big part of this. He is, and. He looks good right now because I remember, you know, two years ago when he fired Doug, a lot of people were upset. And then last year when he got up there and at the podium, I think the owners' meetings, and talked about how much they believed in Jalen and his trajectory and, and even used, well, look, Josh Allen wasn't very good his first year or two, and look how much better he got. And I remember people were saying, like, that's ridiculous. You know, he's not the same guy, not the same talent. Well, now look at Jalen Hurts. He made the Josh Allen leap. So, yeah, I, I would – I would agree that Jeff Lurie deserves a lot of credit for all this. Gary is in Whitehall. Hey, Gary. Yo, what's happening, Joe? How you doing? Good, Gary. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Oh, you know, I, I was going to wait till a little bit later, but uh, I got a little bit pumped up with a phone call there, and it's like, all right, I, I got to get on. Um, Joe, I'm looking at uh, a double-digit win. Um, it's not going to be a blowout. I'm looking at 34-24. Uh, I think it's going to be a late defensive score, uh, only because the Chiefs are going to be pressing because they're not going to have any timeouts. And, you know, good old Andy Reid with the time management. But uh, um, I think the Eagles are going to have a minimum of 40 rushing attempts. I think because I heard Ross, uh, Ross Tucker say this, that uh, because it's, uh, the Chiefs' defensive line, is there is no depth. And – with our big boys up front, they're going to eat all day, and they're just going to wear them down. And uh, I'm looking at maybe 160 to 180 yards rushing team to- team total. And uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, business as usual for the Eagles. I think it's going to be, you know, 35, 36 minutes on the clock. And uh, I, I think it's – it's going to be a little nerve-wracking, but I think you can relax, Joe. I think it's going to be fine, and um, I don't know. Uh, I just I just like the way the offense is set up against their defense, and I'm not worried about Mahomes. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I love your confidence, and Gary, you're making me feel better about things. And, you, and I think you're right about the offense versus you know, their defense. And Gary, I would appreciate your call. Um, the one thing that I think is a major advantage – you know, you kind of look at it through the numbers of this game. The Chiefs' defense is near the bottom of the NFL in red zone defense. The Eagles, obviously, we know have been good in the red zone. If the Eagles can can convert red zone trips to touchdowns, they will be right there. You know, they're going to win or at least be right there at the end. That that to me feels like the, the Eagles' path to victory is is very simple. 
every time they get in the red zone, or, or almost every time, score a touchdown. Because the, the Chiefs, that's their major weakness this year. They're not a terrible defense. they got actually a better pass rush than people think. Young corners are, are pretty good. Um, a lot of rookies out there, young guys, some athletic linebackers. But the one thing they, they don't do is stop you when you're in the red zone. They just let teams score touchdowns at will. That's huge for the Eagles. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. We'll come back your phone calls if you want to react to Chris Sims being a dummy again on Jalen Hurts. You're welcome to do that. Confident or nervous? Where Where is your emotions as the week are going on? I, I'm falling in the nervous category. Nervous energy building for me. You get more confident or more nervous. Elliot Sherbark's going to hop in when he gets here from the Eagles uh, media availability. And he, he was with uh, Sirianni talking her songs. We'll get Elliot's take as he will join me on Radio Row uh, coming up this hour. We'll get everybody's phone call up here. And when we get back, we heard from Chris Sims. Now you get to hear from a whiner, Christian McCaffrey. These 49ers won't stop. They just won't stop whining after what happened to them in the NFC title game. you got to hear what McCaffrey had to say today and the phrase he used after his team got rocked in Philadelphia. That's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 